Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Richard Geiger, Ken Seymour. Richard Geiger, Ken Seymour. Seymour, Seymour, Seymour. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Well, had to see it because you, know, you couldn't, couldn't hear it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell, either by looking at the, the, the name of the episode or the really bad starting off jokes that we're going with, we're going to be talking about Disney's newest television release, uh, Echo. 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 So, coming off a of secret invasion, it's hard to go in a worse direction. So we're bound to rebound, right? Not impossible. Not impossible. But, but uh, hard to, yeah. Yeah. So we got some, we got, we, we got a snippet, right? You know, most of these series are eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see, uh, there was, which one was, one of them was six. Um, but eight is kind of the typical thing. We got five out of this one. Um with some characters that they brought back from various different series. So uh, I, I think this is a good swing from what we had previously been seeing from the Marvel television series. Right. And now, unlike, again, I mean, if you've listened to us by now, you know this. When we when we review a, a movie, we're going to completely just dissect it into pieces and give it numbers and totals and... All sorts of uh, other stuff to go with it. We don't really do that with the TV shows. It's more of a a general impression and and more. Uh, we still give the all the thoughts and everything, but uh, yeah, we talk about the categories, but yeah. just no scores no and, scores. and maybe a recommendation, right? Um, so we'll still start similarly in the sense that if you haven't seen Echo yet, we want to give you kind of a spoiler-free feeling. Uh, Normally in the movies, we'll say, hey, should you see it in the theaters? Obviously, we can't do that here. Mm-hmm. So should you stream it or should you not is kind of the simple uh, question at hand. Uh, so just before we get into specifics, what do you think, Richard? Stream or not stream? Well, I'm kind of in the in the market for anything Marvel-related, DC-related too, by the way. Uh, so if they're going to put a product out, I'm going to watch it. Now, that being said, um, not everyone's a fan of the things that they've been putting out, and some of the attention span has kind of waned for a lot of this. However, if you are in particular a fan of the Netflix series of things, uh, Daredevil in particular, but really all of the Netflix series that have been brought to Marvel, I would say this is a integral watch for the conversion of those things from there to the new things going forward. Yeah. And it's not like we haven't been um, we haven't been introduced to the character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, she was in the the Hawkeye uh, show and uh, I thought did they did a well uh, writing it and she did well acting it and in that and uh, so you know, I had I don't want to say super high hopes, but higher hopes going mm-hmm. into it. Um, and for me, uh, similarly, if it's Marvel or DC, I'm going to want to watch it. But even if I was only, let's say I was only a minimal fan, I, I want to watch things, but I only want to watch the good stuff. Well, I'd say, yeah, this is one of those that's worth streaming. 
Yeah, if you're just looking at it from like a Rotten Tomatoes standpoint, good or bad, uh, this is going to fall on the good side. Right, right. So how good? Well, let's kind of let's kind of break into it. This uh, uh, was primarily directed by Sidney Freeland. Um, if you're not familiar with who Sidney Freeland is, uh, neither are we. <laughs> <laughs> if you are familiar, congratulations. <laughs> you are more well more well rounded than we are, but uh she's not a brand new director. She's done this looks like a, essentially just T V series episodes here and there, primarily, at least in the last several years. Yeah. So I mean she's been all over the place doing some pretty high profile mm-hmm. shows. So, you know, that that speaks well as to the possibility coming into it. But truthfully, I'm I'm happy that I didn't know who she, uh, she was going into this. It gives me no flavor context, kind of a blank slate. So then it becomes, okay, what's MCU going to do with this character? How close is it going to adhere to the original source material? How original are they going to go with it? And how is it all going to fall because of that? Now, if you look at one of the things on her resume, there's a couple episodes that she did for Reservation Dogs. And I have not seen that show, but one of the people that is in that show is also in, well, there's a couple people in that show that are in, in, in this series as well. So I think she was familiar with a lot of the, the, the people that she was working with. But also that was... That series is a representation of, you know, native folks, and so is this, of course. Mm -hmm. So I think for Marvel, that was probably an easier translation to get um, her on board to direct this series. Yeah, almost certainly so. Um, I feel like the cast gelled, and I always have to, I mean, part of that's going to be to the actors, but a lot of it has to do with the directing because... It's a combination of being able to give the give the direction for the scene, but to also, since we lump in editing into this category, yeah. a lot of it has to do with the editing and how the thing is pieced together. And it felt pretty tight, you know, in terms of uh, you know whether you like the story or not. I didn't get a lot of lulls. I thought the pacing was good. Um, I thought. Like I said, I thought all the actors gelled extraordinarily well, so I got to at least give a little bit of a nod to Sydney on that one. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm um, I'm pretty happy from that side of it. Yeah, the presentation was very solid, and you're right. I felt like a lot of the a lot of the the faces that we saw throughout the course of the film, um, well, the film, the shows. You're right. I feel like they they. They got along well. They had a good rapport with each other. And in, in reality, we had five episodes. Each one's about a half hour. 45. Give or take. So you're you're getting a little bit more than a movie's worth on this. So it's not like they had to sit here and churn and burn on these no. things. They had plenty of time I, to, to create a, a cohesive unit and cohesive story. Didn't have to do eight episodes. You know, so I, I think that I think that actually helped in this case. I, I think maybe it helped. I would like to have longer series because. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I, there's a lot of character development. I know you we talked about this already before we started recording and you said something about being confused 
at one point watching it. And I think some of that could have been ameliorated a little bit with a little more time. Yeah, so you you got uh, episode one had a lot of information about what had happened, right? So like uh, what had happened centuries ago, thousands of years ago, but also what had happened um, in the Marvel world previous as well. So the first one was it wasn't strictly a recap. That's not what I'm saying, but a good chunk of it was. Right, so it wasn't developing anything. It was just kind of telling. Bringing, bringing people up to speed. Yep. So the Echo character, if you're not a comic book fan, um, this is not the comic book character. It's it's really not even very close. Um, so, I mean, there are going to be some similarities. Was the Echo character, or I should say is, is the character in the comics uh, deaf? Yes. Is the character in the comics kind of a badass fighter? Yep. And and similarities. And there it goes. <laughs> That's about it. Um, now, there's going to be some stuff that they can't do yet because they're still working on getting all the properties together and 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 they haven't introduced mutants and so there's going to be an entire segment that they've done with this character in the comics that they just couldn't touch. I was a little disappointed though. I would have really liked the introduction because they did a flashback introduction where she fights Daredevil the first time mm -hmm. in this show. And you know, uh, Kingpin's very impressed that she held her own, which yeah, okay, good. In the comics that first encounter was wicked cool. I mean, it, what we got in the MCU was, you know, a fun little fight. Mm -hmm. But in in the comics, it was a dissection, not just a good fight, it was a dissection of who they were and how they approached things as they fought. It was awesome. This didn't give that, unfortunately. Yeah, and I wonder, I, I wonder if how the like, I wonder how the development of this series came about in that it was perceived at, like the character was had had a good reception from the Hawkeye uh, series and then they're like oh well wait a second um, we got really good feedback on this character can we dig deeper into it or it was something that they had already planned to do or they knew they were going to do the daredevil stuff and they had to figure out how can we bridge the gap i'd be curious as to what ultimately caused this to show up for disney in the little i, I mean clearly they didn't give it all the confidence by doing five episodes but they had they had meaningful conversations about developing it in some form or fashion so i, I wonder where that transition or where the actual thought process or appearance came from maybe some of that was a result of the writer's strike possibly maybe oh you mean the five episodes yeah uh and they had that they had a date they had a deadline and they had to stick with what they had uh well that's true but then the actors one was shortly thereafter yeah Somewhat it was simultaneous. It was, yeah. it was probably right at the end of a lot of the stuff that they were working on so that makes sense maybe uh, it may have had nothing to do with anything, considering we're not on the inside. We're just giving reaction to what we thought was good and what we thought was bad. Uh, you know, so it's always going to be a, a certain level of uncertainty. 
Um, so, well, let's start with the lead. Um, you know, I probably should have looked for the pronunciation first, so I'm going to let Richard take a stab on this one first. Got to have the right emphasis on the raw on the right syllable. Syllable, right? That's right. Um, it could be aliqua or alaqua. Or the last one's easy. Cox. Yeah. Um, Alaka. Oh, that could be too. Yeah. Possibly. Um, it's a very, uh, very unique name, which is always good. That that will sear in the mind a little bit easier. The fact that she actually is is deaf allows for a certain connection to the character that uh, nor, uh, somebody with hearing wouldn't have. Correct. And if you talk about the communication throughout the the series uh, with a lot of sign language, uh, of course she's going to be well-versed in that too, but it's authentic, yeah. right? So that means the rest of the cast has to keep up with their sign language skills as well. Um, at least make it look good. Anyway. At least make it look good. Now, now we don't know, right? Because I don't know sign language, so I don't know how authentic a lot of the the characters were. If some people had it down and other people were, you know, not so great at it, but you would have that in real life anyway. Um, some people are going to be much more succinct in their in their signing than others would be. But to me, it brought a, a sense of authentic, 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 whatever. It was authentic. <laughs> authenticity <laughs> there we go <laughs> now uh we've often said many times that uh, because we record a little later in the evening that um certain cognitive functions tend to start to decline before we even get in front of the microphone i think maybe what we might do is just press this and start to record like at two or three in the morning after we've been up all day mm -hmm. and just see what happens I, I think it could be very entertaining take adventure to a new level absolutely but um, so yeah, I thought she did great. Uh, she definitely, uh, she's got the mean mug down. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the action sequences were solid. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it was really kind of nice to, to have that. Um, so one of the characters that got introduced in the second episode that you were kind of surprised by, yes, uh, was played by Chasky Spencer, um, I'm going to assume, again, that's Chasky. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be Chask, but I'm pretty sure it's Chasky. Uh, playing Henry Black Crow Lopez, a cousin to Maya Lopez. Uncle. Uncle, sorry. Uncle to Maya Lopez. And you're right. We had this discussion from episode one to episode two. This was one of the characters were like, who, who is that? We, we knew she said uncle. And we have to assume that was dad's brother because he had said his brother had him set up in New York for a job. So putting all the, the, the verbiage together, we're assuming that that's who that was. Right. Although there was no, no introduction at all. No explicitness. Nope. And she shows up and they know each other and they're familiar with, other, with each other and they've already had some type of interaction or relationship before and um it, it was just it was weird but we figured it out and uh he i have actually there there's a a series that he is in that popped up on amazon 
and he's actually was really good in that series too. So I have seen him before in a, in a different series. Yeah, and he's also in a uh, what I would uh, deem a very bad series of films as well. Not his fault. <laughs> the source material in my mind was bad. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to let you read into what what I'm talking about. But uh, I'll just give you a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Twinkle, twinkle. Um, yeah, he he was in uh, the pictures you're seeing there from a series on Amazon called The English. Uh, it was developed on, on the BBC and then brought over to um, the U.S. through Amazon. And in that film, he was, he, I would say he was a, he had an, an, an action sense to him right. because he was in the, in the American army, but he, he was a scout basically for them. And I thought he, I thought he was great in that show. And of course in this one, it seemed like his, his interactions and his, the way he talked and moved were very natural in this too. So like, well, he got to be a lot more charismatic in this one. Mm -hmm. Show, show some, show some of those teefers and, uh, <laughs> yep. And pretty whites. Um, yeah. So he, he was, he was a good choice. Yeah, that character. definitely so. Uh, Tantu Cardinal plays uh, Grandma, and uh, I've not seen her in anything, I don't think. Oh, yes, I have. Okay. I did not realize she was Black Shawl in Dances with Wolves. Oh. 30 years ago. That's why we wouldn't recognize her. Yeah, I just, uh, it's like, okay, silly me. I have seen her. Well, like, maybe that explains why I liked her pretty, pretty quickly. She seemed... Uh, even though she was playing kind of the sour character a little bit. Yeah, which in itself was weird. That, that was a dynamic I didn't understand that wasn't developed either. Right. Um, you know, the Echo character, when she was young, they had a great relationship. And then, you know, due to unfortunate circumstances, she had to go away. But grandma was angry at her. Like, like what did wait, what did she have to do? Like, why was she why did they not get along after that? Uh, was it because they she never came home or never contacted anybody back? I, I mean Yeah, it seemed a little weak. I, I, I don't know. It's like because you went with the person I didn't like, then you are also the person I don't like. It's like kinda kinda crappy. Yeah, I didn't understand that. But that's part of the the storyline. She was fine. Yeah, she did she did great in her part. Uh, Graham Greene has been good for freaking ever. Forever. Um, I mean, probably my favorite bit he did was in um, um, Maverick in 1994. He had, <laughs> he had such a fun character in that. But everything he's in. I mean, he was in Dances with Wolves, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, he's, he has, you know, I was talking about, you know, Chasky having some uh, charisma. If Chesky has charisma, uh, then Graham has the formula for liquefied charisma. He always has. Yeah, I in in discussing this actor, if you see him in the movie, you recognize the face when you see his picture. You're like, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, because right. yeah, you've seen him in so many different things over the last I don't know how long. 169 previous entries, just from. Uh, IMDb, which is by no means comprehensive, 
they they do good. They get most of them. Yep. But that's just uh, you know some of the TV and movies and stuff. But he's always great, and unsurprisingly, he was great in this. Although when I saw him, the first thing I thought was like, "Oh, he looks old. He looks really old." Yeah the the not shaven look. I think you could say maybe added to that, and maybe that's how they wanted to present the character in this show too. Well, he's also over seventy, so. He, he is kind of old that at would, this point. That would do it. Um, but uh, even through that, awesome. Uh, playing the cousin, uh, Devery Jacobs. Um, she didn't get a lot of screen time. Don't really have much to say about her. Uh, nope, but I'll go back to it. She was in the Reservation Dogs as a, as a main character throughout the majority of that particular series. Um, she was also in What If. Yes, she does the voice. So, uh, Kahuri. yeah, the other new character they created, mm-hmm. um, individual that I felt kind of stole the show more mm. often than not Cody lightning. Um, part of it is the character they wrote for him was just super fun. Yes, very much. So, uh, another mystery character, right? Uh, but, but you're right. Every scene that he was in, he just, he has the... I think goofiness is a starting point, but that doesn't quite pin down the character. Infectious enthusiasm. Yes. Yep. Yep. And he he does he plays that part well. Yeah, and that was just so much fun, and it's just impossible not to like him. Um, so that was that was really kind of a nice thing, um, and that's that rounds out the majority of the 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 main cast. Of course, you know, leaving out maybe. The, the biggest name of the group being Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin. And if you've seen the the other things that he has portrayed Kingpin in, even as recently as the Hawkeye series, uh, he's kept it pretty consistent across the board, and he's one of those characters that you, um, the Kingpin character and how he portrays him, anyway is that like you you love to hate that character oh yeah because he does he he actually does a good job of being you know stern and grumpy but like rage when he needs to rage serious he he gets to display a depth and this is i was talking to my wife about this and this is something that i felt that the mcu and comic book films just in general have been missing for a long time we've talked about this multiple times we'll watch a film the film is good they kill the bad guy we watch a film the film is good they kill the bad guy they they never give well not never but very rarely give any chance for any growth or development or something to come back and especially with a character like kingpin that has layers because he's not just a straight up bad guy he is definitely a bad guy but he's got Things that you can empathize with, and then you'll hate yourself for empathizing mm-hmm. with it. And, but it, it's there, and it's real, and it's and it's just so good. This is somebody did a meme that this is the villain the MCU needs right now instead of like Kang, which I would argue is accurate. Um, they need to come back to a more grounded villain, uh, so that when they do decide to go cosmic, it actually means something again. And from what we understand. He is going to be the big boss of all the ground level things that we're going to see going forward. Yeah, I, 
I was super happy when uh, they declared that the Netflix shows were canon, uh, even if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still was kind of lagging behind. Which, Left out. Um, oh, and I do want to shout out uh, Andrew Howard, too. I always liked him. Seeing him in this was good. He's in one of my favorite kind of, uh, not exactly guilty pleasure movies, but it's not exactly you know Shakespeare, but I enjoy it a lot, the Limitless, uh, that spawned a, like a single season of yeah, TV like show. It. It's like, come on, and they did so good, and they wove them together. God, it's so mad. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but oh, another one of those faces, though, too, that you, you, you don't know the name, but he's probably been in a movie that you have seen Yep. And you know you you know the face, and you're like, oh, he's usually kind of. He's the, almost always a bad guy. The bad guy, yep. Yeah, but uh, so you know, I, the the cast that they got in this is pretty pretty killer. Um, so let's talk a little bit. We're not going to go into the effects because the effects aren't all that important. The effects were good enough to be what they need to do. I thought uh, personally. Yeah, uh, there there wasn't a. a, a a large amount of no. special effects, right? VFX. No. You definitely had them. Uh, the little things popping up in their hands and the scenes when they're off doing things in the... Right. Like the the the, the flashbacks to yep. the, the, the cave. The cave, yes. So you had enough. Yeah. Um, I thought the cinematography was quite good. Uh, the test is always if they're going to fight in the dark, which they were fighting in the dark, can I follow it? Is it easy enough to kind of keep up with what's going on? Is there any of that stupid shaky cam crap? Uh, the answer was yes and then no. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm on board. Let's go. So the the fight sequence that they had in the warehouse uh, was well lit. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't an issue. Uh, and the scenes, you know, the, the people that they had are authentic in terms of like their capabilities but the choreography was very average at best there was a lot of like i'm going to throw this punch and then the overreaction to what that punch is as they take a punch and squirm and go down to the ground like there wasn't enough of the of the camera shifts to cover it up but there was also enough of them to not highlight it to and not to not be Iron Fist levels of bad. Yeah, yeah, like we maybe it's just me, but I pay attention to those things like way more than I should. I should just enjoy the moment. But what I do is, you're fighting right here, and that's what you're paying attention to. And I know that they're fighting. What are the guys in the background? But I'm looking at these. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I I catch myself doing it. And then I shift back to the main action, but then my eyes just drift to other parts of the screen. Um, and, and that's what makes those sequences go from average to above average when you don't notice those other things because what's going on is so seamless and well well choreographed, but also well hidden from the flaws that may be there. Well, I think really what, what you're talking about is they didn't pull in tight enough on the shots. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if there's a criticism, maybe there's that. But I thought it was, I mean, for what it needed to be, I, I think it was good. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have enough Daredevil, obviously. Uh, and, and, and when you saw the trailers for it, 
of course you were going to see the daredevil parts of it but then when you come, when it comes to the show one scene yeah one one this this fight sequence that we're talking about he only shows up in like the last quarter of this sequence maybe last third of it and then you you never hear you never see anything about him ever again and you only hear a discussion uh, shortly thereafter, like you kept up with him very good, and most other men don't. You know, like whatever it was, and that, right. and that was that was it. And then after that, we're, we were just like, "Is that all? We're, is that all we're gonna get? <laughs> maybe maybe other episodes were like, is that all we're gonna get?' And that's all. We're I want more than one maraschino cherry. I gotta I gotta at least have a handful. Come on, man. Um, but uh, so that being said, I thought the plot was solid. Um, I mean, it wasn't perfect. I was kind of curious what they were going to do because I I knew they were itching. They were itching so bad to give her a power. She needed a power of some kind. But in the comics, she becomes host to the Phoenix Force. So you can't... stupid powerful. Yeah, you can't really do that here because there is no Phoenix Force yet. There's no mutants yet. Um, Although my theory is that... The area that the Choctaw came from was the White Hot Room. That's what they pushed out of and came into the real world. So it really is kind of an allusion to that Phoenix Force. And they're leaving themselves the ability to say, yeah, yeah, that's what it was later. Well, and if she does have powers, uh, whatever they are, she doesn't, she, she, through this, she doesn't know that she has those. Maybe she has a feeling about things, and she's got good reactions on stuff. Um, but it's not till the very end where we see, you know, like the things pop up on her hands, and then she gives powers to the people around her, and then they fight, and then that's the end. It's extraordinarily vague, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's very. Uh, Deus Ex, but you know, eh, I I can get behind it. It was okay. Yeah, it it, it was something like you said. You know, they're going to give her powers. Something's going to show up here, and then they alluded to it a little bit with like the glowing symbols on the hands, off and on, and then all of a sudden, you know, we we watch um we watch mom heal a bird, and then you're like, oh okay, well, this is she's going to have something like that, and it's. Okay, like we don't know if we're going to see her later on in other episodes mm, for things, not another Echo uh, series, because that's probably not going to happen. But maybe those powers will become more present. I don't know. I, I would like to see what would happen. I'd like to see them develop this or if they decide to go when they finally get some mutants go. Yeah, yep, yep. That's that's what it was. I'd be fine with that, too. Um, I thought that... Um, I thought that their handling of the um, the Kingpin character was was done exceptionally well. I was I was pretty happy because that was that's something I know we were both kind of probably concerned about too a little bit. I mean, we got to see him in Hawkeye, and but we only saw him really briefly, and he exhibited uh, let us say abilities that didn't match what we had seen in the Netflix series. Yeah, but but more closer to what he would have in the comic books, right? right? Like a, a a definitely higher power of strength and resiliency, right? Right, like when well, he took a cap to the eye, 
correct, <laughs> right? If someone's going to punch him, um, that's going to hurt their head, like that type of thing. He's no Luke Cage, right? He doesn't have skin made out of steel or whatever, you know, right. like it, it's just that he is more than just your average street level thug boss, but like not not a high ranking ability boss guy. Yeah. So they they kept his ability to be frightening. They kept his rage. Uh, they didn't completely go lame when she entered his mind, I guess, and had him relive his childhood trauma a little bit and try to get him to let it go. And um, so that was solid. Uh, I guess if I have a criticism, it felt minimal. Yeah, like you got from point A to point B. You told a story kind of in between, and that was it, right? This was th- this was really, like we said, a bridge of sorts that told a story, but nothing that was overly compelling, right? No. So you could, if you never watched this series and you only watched the previous things and then you went to daredevil reborn or whatever they're going to do with that. They could, they could tell her story in like 10 minutes, 10 minutes of recap stuff. And and that's it. And that's, and you know, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, there's going to be shorthand. There's going to be things. There's nothing original, but I mean, when I can go, it's like, okay, I've now met all of the characters and I know exactly how the plot's going to go up until the last episode. (laughs) It's like, I, it's like, oh, yeah, there's the slimy guy in the bowling alley. Okay, so the slimy guy is going to inform, which means that her it's going to interrupt her plan. She's going to do something that's going to piss him off, but because of who he is and what he wants her to be, he's going to still accept her back. So I knew that was going to happen, and I knew, and I knew that uh, the, the attempt to turn her in was going to go sideways, and that character was dead immediately. There's no, no denying it. Well, they just kept her in the storeroom. Right. And and then the the one random girl just had a gun, and then she goes into the storeroom. I'm really <laughs> gonna watch you now. <laughs> like, come on, okay. Like, uh, so I mean, a lot of it was pretty bad. The, uh, but there were elements that were good too. The representation of, so the representation of the tribe as not just, you know, cardboard characters, cardboard Native Americans, what we expect them to be. Some of them were not likable, which it sounds like that's not something you would want, but that's important. It's super important that you have some very unlikable characters there. So you go, oh, they're normal people doing normal people stuff. They Mm -hmm. just, you know, have this aspect of their background as a good heritage uh, thing to be able to celebrate and all this other stuff. There's some great costuming and... Uh, I liked the Echo outfit. All of them were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just all of that was pretty good. It just felt, I don't know if I have, I just felt like it was missing something. Well, a lot of times when you see a Marvel thing, they they put the gravity in it as more more than just, like they overdo gravity sometimes, right? Like, 
if we don't do this, the world is going to explode. Right. And what we saw on this one is um, she's angry and wants to be the boss. And then he says, no, you can't be the boss. Well, he says, no, go ahead, be the boss. Oh, that's true. Like, take over. Yeah. But, but, but when she said, like, she turned him down and then he got angry. But, there, but, like, what I'm saying is, what's the, what's the gravity? Like, did you feel throughout this series that someone was going to come and get her and that she was not going to put up, like, she was not going to be able to protect herself or her family? Well, she's going to be able to protect herself just fine. It was just her family she wasn't going to be able to protect. Correct, but you never, I never felt that the family was ever no. at any type of risk. No real right? danger, no. So I, I think, I think in a, and to a small like extent, there was no consequence, right? Like not like what was going to happen. You know, like okay, uh, cool. So I saved the day, but you expected that. Yeah. What happens if you didn't save the day? Nothing. Like th- there was, there was nothing that to me that seemed imminently bad that was going to happen well except for the you know missile in the middle of the (laughs) yeah but they sat there pointing that missile for like a half hour right (laughs) anybody with a gun is like (laughs) yeah so like that that just seemed overly overly done in 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 the sense that like okay if you were truly the bad guys you would have just blasted everybody and be done but like it was the whole like we gotta you know the, the timing thing we gotta right. see what's gonna happen. Right. So I, I I never felt in watching any of these five episodes that something bad was going to happen and we were going to lose a main character in a tragic way because like the the mom the mom crash at the beginning um, that to me just seemed kind of standard fare kind of standard like nothing crazy yeah. Um, I think I know what it is. I I don't mind the fact that there wasn't this, uh, that you didn't feel stakes. It was a lack of um, character growth. We had some. I wanted more. So when I say lack, I'm not saying it wasn't there. We got some character growth from Echo. We got maybe a smidgen from Grandma. Um, Like, I do love my grandchild after all. Right. Let's and, make her this suit. And maybe maybe a little bit from Fisk, possibly, but it's unclear because they cut it off before you could really figure out what the heck was going on. That's what I wanted more of. I wanted to see how this affected their relationships. If any TV series needed a denouement extension, this was it. I want to see what everything happened leading out outro before we get uh, uh, Kingpin deciding he's going to want to run for mayor. And what did we get? Like, what out of all of this, what did we get? They had a picnic. Or a, a cookout, sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and once again, we're not saying that this is bad. No. Right, no. That that's not it. We like to, to nitpick on things, but but in terms of what this series meant to the greater world around it. What we would have liked to have seen happen. Yes. Like, okay, so you're going to do Daredevil, and this is the the gateway, I guess. We'll put more of him in there. Or if if she blows up if she blows up that factory 
he's not going to walk in with wine and a meal and say, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. Right. Um, you know, be angry about what happened to your property and your stuff. Uh, I, I know maybe well, that's not the character, no, but no, you know, yeah, no, that that was right. They did that right. But there was no like when you when that sequence when they are sitting in there, nothing like you knew nothing. Nothing was going to happen. Like it just it just she she looks like she's scared, but like what what's going to happen here? He's just going to say something and something like. We were like, oh, my gosh, did he poison the wine? Uh, is, is he going to get angry? And, he, like, I never felt like that was ever going to happen in that. Well, it shouldn't have. He, he should If you wanted to really feel that, then immediately after, he should have just immediately taken retribution on somebody, not I'm going to threaten. It's like, okay, you've – if it was really kingpin at that point, you've rejected my offer which he would have offered first for sure without going because, you know, he would rather have somebody agree to it. But it's like, okay, now you need to see what the consequence is going to be. Not I'm going to threaten somebody. Now somebody's dead. Let's have this conversation again. We didn't get any of that. No. It needed to go just a little bit darker than it did, I think. Um, but it's Disney. Yeah, they can't, they can't go that route. But even through all of that, I really enjoyed it. The flashbacks were fun. Mm -hmm. Seeing the previous uh, individuals who shared in this group, whatever it is that she's got. Um, the Like I said, the costuming was just so pretty. It was really well done on that. The acting cohesion was good. It was just, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I'll probably watch it again at some point. And sometimes when you have characters that are uh, bad guys or superheroes or whatever and you have a series and they introduce too many of them uh, it just gets it, it just gets too much sometimes and we've seen that a lot lately in general uh, but I think if we're leading into this Daredevil series with this and we see Daredevil and we see Echo and we see the Punisher and if we're going to have the Kingpin, we talked about this before, we're going to hopefully see people like Tombstone. And like, it's okay to have a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. Right. Build this up so that you can have a lot of already developed good guys and bad guys and let them duke it out to have something meaningful happen because we know these guys mean business. We go, these guys have a purpose. We know that something is going to happen. And if that means doing this five ser five episodes makes all the other stuff going forward better, now we're getting somewhere. Right. But, you know, we'd love to know what you think, dear listeners. As always, uh, you know where to find us. We are on social media, kind of, <laughs> sort of. We would definitely respond if you tweeted or X'd, whatever, at us. Uh <laughs> Talk to us on Facebook or uh, Instagram. Uh, you can you can kind of get a hold of us in any way. Or, mm -hmm. even better, you can pledge a single dollar per month to help support the Pudding Guys in our efforts to bring you not only reviews like this and top ten lists, but also instances where we talk to fantastic actors like we had last week with Gloria Mann 
or we're going to have next week with uh, Jonathan Stoddard. So many faces and, and peoples. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of one of those things that we love to do, but, you know, it's it takes time. It takes energy. It takes the De Niro. Ooh, speaking of which, I'd love to have De Niro, but I don't think that ever is going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately not. But uh, until next time, keep watching that uh, the comic-based stuff and, and uh, just geek out. Have fun. Share it with friends and family. And when they shun you, then you can eat pie or something. Or pudding. Or pudding. 